0: We did obtain footage of Eric Arsenault walking through the store and also Eric Arsenault purchasing items. We were able to identify the items that he purchased to be a chainsaw and trash bags. Based on the items that Eric purchased at Home Depot and the surrounding events around Maria's disappearance, it was concerning that Maria's body may have been disposed of.
1: It's after 9 a.m. at the Houston, Texas legal office where 29-year-old Maria Jimenez Rodriguez has been a paralegal for over six years. Maria usually at her desk by now, getting an early start on the day, but she hasn't arrived yet. Her co-worker Brenda receives a text from Maria saying that she's running late, dropping off her daughter Destiny at the babysitter. But by the end of the day, Maria still hasn't shown up for work, and Destiny waits impatiently for her mother to pick her up. I'm Steve French, and this is Unsolved Mysteries, texts from a killer. Early on the morning of June 21st, 2018, Brenda Lopez knows something is wrong. Her co-worker, Maria Jimenez Rodriguez, hasn't shown up for work.
2: The first message she text was at 8.57. That was to my boss and myself. It said, good morning, I'm running late, stuck in traffic. She was supposed to be at work at 9 o'clock. Our office policy is to text 30 minutes before you're going to run in late or something comes up. That was weird because she'd always get here 15 or 20 minutes before 9 o'clock.
1: Brenda Lopez is one of Maria's closest friends at the law firm where they both work.
2: We both started at the firm together. She was very hardworking, very outgoing, always a go-to person. Always try to help clients out, help the staff out, always pull together whatever we needed. She'd always come in early, make sure everything was going in the office, check messages. And, you know, if she had to stay late to get the job done, she stayed late. She was an excellent mom. Her daughter was her life. She was, one of her biggest dreams was to get pregnant. When she finally got pregnant and Destiny was born, she was a full dedicated mom. She loved Destiny. Destiny was a very fun little girl, always happy. And Maria was a full on mom.
1: Maria has recently become a single mother. She's now separated from her husband, Jose and in the process of filing for divorce. Her friends and family have encouraged her to start dating again but she says she wants to focus on her job and raising Destiny. That morning, after texting that she's running late, Brenda receives another message from Maria.
2: The text message after that was at 10.12, where it says, hey, I had to turn back around. The nanny asked me to take Destiny because she's not acting right. After that, I text her at 10.52, telling her, are you okay? Is Destiny okay, are you okay? The next message was at 12.19. I got a message from her. says, hey, everything is fine. I shall be there as soon as I can. And I text her in Spanish, nos tienes con el Jesús en la boca. That means like, hey, we're worried about you because I kept calling her in between. And at that point, my bosses were asking, hey, is she okay? Is Maria coming in? Nothing. I kept calling her. I kept calling her. No response. And that was not Maria. Maria would either call you back or pick up the phone or something the last text that i get is uh 618 which says sorry i'm okay and des is fine but there's this red truck with two white boys or hispanics seem like they've been following me call you from a safe place and that's the last text message everything was odd about this text first of all she never called her daughter des and then the way the wording was that's not a wording from her throughout this whole text messages we usually text spanglish which is spanish and english None of this seems to be her. So, uh, yeah, I was extremely worried.
1: Around 6.30 p.m., Maria's sister, Gloria Jimenez, also sends Maria a text. She gets no response, but thinks nothing of it.
3: Around 9 p.m., my brother called me and asked me if I had heard from Maria. He was worried that she had not made it home and she had not picked up the baby from the babysitter. So at that time, I checked my text that I sent her earlier and I saw that the text never sent. I was worried that she was hurt or she was in a hospital and I couldn't be there. And I called Brenda and I asked her, have you heard from Maria? And her first response was like, oh, no, I haven't seen her today, but I got some weird messages today. I'm like, "Okay, I'm going to Maria's house right now can we all meet there? Meanwhile, I went to check and see if the baby was fine. The baby was still at the babysitter.
1: The fact that Maria hasn't picked up destiny from the babysitter gives everyone a desperate sinking feeling. Gloria calls OnStar, a GPS tracking service to locate Maria's truck and they get a hit.
3: The vehicle was three blocks away from Maria's house, but Maria was not there. Her purse was not there, keys were not there, and phone. The only thing that was in the back seat was Maria's gym bag and nothing else. Everything else was as normal.
1: Gloria tries to file a missing persons report with the Houston Police Department. And at first, they won't take a report since Maria's been missing for less than 48 hours.
3: I was like, no, this is not Maria. She's not going to just get up and leave she's left behind the baby and she adores that baby she would not leave the baby so i need to get fingerprints off this vehicle so we could figure out who took maria and we stood there until probably like five in the morning finally they bring someone they did fingerprints they released the vehicle to me by six in the morning i take it home I started getting calls from HPD that we were going to look for her. We couldn't locate where she was at. So that's where we start the search for Maria.
1: A description of Maria goes out to law enforcement agencies and the community as neighbors and volunteers start to search for the missing young mother.
3: Maria is skinny, tall. She's like 120 pounds Black hair, not too long, not too short. She has a mole on her face. She's always smiling. And she loves to work out.
1: As far as her family and friends know, Maria has no enemies, no one who would want to do her harm. But because she's recently separated from her husband, Jose Rodriguez becomes the focus of the investigation.
3: Well, at the beginning, they did do a search on Jose's background and also at Jose's home, but they did not find anything. And they kept asking me if I believed it could be Jose. Jose loved her very much, so I personally didn't believe that Jose had anything to do with this. And as they did the investigation, Jose was ruled out that he had nothing to do with Maria's disappearance.
1: Gloria and Brenda suspect that clues to Maria's disappearance may be in the texts and calls that she made before she went missing. With Jose's help, they get access to Maria's phone records.
2: We saw regular numbers, our office number, my phone number, but we kept seeing one number, repeated, 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 and it was like really late at night. And Gloria, I pointed out, I said, look, Gloria, this is a weird number that keeps calling and calling and calling and, you know, texting really late. And she said, yeah. So I think she took the number down. And then that's when
3: she called uh, Eric Arsenal. I decided to call the number and well, a gentleman answered this Eric Arsenal, And I asked him, do you know Maria? And he was like, yes, I do. She's my friend. I'm her trainer. I'm like, oh, OK, um, have you heard from her? Do you know where she's at? And he was like, oh, no, I don't. She was supposed to come pick me up for an interview yesterday morning, but she hasn't made it. And I'm like, oh, OK. And he's like, oh, yeah, but I know y'all. I know all of y'all. And I'm like, what do you mean we've never seen you? And he's like, yes, I know all of you. all I know your brother. I know how your brother sleeps, where he travels, where he's at. And that's the same for you. But don't worry, if I hear from Maria, I'll let you know. I'm worried about her also. And that was, like, kind of creepy. We had never heard of him. We had never seen him in our family. I felt it was like he had been stalking us, saying, oh, I already know where y'all live. And it was just scary.
1: Neither Gloria nor Brenda can recall Maria ever mentioning a guy named Eric Arsenault but he seems concerned about Maria and willing to help. By now, Maria's been missing for two days. Eric says he'll meet them at the law office where Maria and Brenda work to answer their questions.
3: My idea was if this person has done something to Maria, I want to see this person and picture this person in my head so I wouldn't forget how he looks and try to read the person. When we got there, he looked like very shy but at the same time, like aggressive. If he would say something that was like, okay, well, I haven't seen her. And I would be like, okay, okay, Well, I'm just asking, do you know anything about her? Do you know where she could be at? I mean, I'm worried, I I need to find my sister. And he was like, no, no, uh, I'm worried also. If y'all need help, I'm here and I could do whatever y'all need. He was looking around like he was nervous. He's sweating
2: and just not even making eye contact with anyone. He was not telling us the truth. I mean, and he was not saying everything. And I mean, it just, he just became very suspicious to us.
1: Gloria and Brenda leave the meeting convinced that Eric Arsenault had something to do with Maria's disappearance. They urge detectives to investigate. And within two weeks, Arsenault has developed into a potential suspect. At that point, the case is handed off from the missing persons department. To Detective Gordon Sullivan of the Houston PD Homicide Division. I was assigned the case
0: July 9th of 2018. Eric Arsenault became a prime suspect in this investigation during the missing persons investigation. According to the statements provided by Eric Arsenault to the missing person detectives, they learned that Eric was in a dating relationship with Maria since December of the year prior to her disappearance. From what we understand is that they met while she was attending a gym and he was an instructor there at the gym. I feel confident in saying that they were both in a mutual relationship with one another. The reason why I say that is because when we got the cell phone information back you could see text messages back and forth between the two and they were consistent with those of being in a relationship.
1: When Maria's family and friends learn of her relationship with Eric Arsenault, they're confused. Maria was never one to keep secrets.
2: It was very strange. I mean, I think that when someone starts a relationship with someone, they're more on the phone, they're more texting, or she would bring it out. None of that. None of that behavior. I saw any of that behavior. I think it was more of a friendship. She would always try to help everyone around her friends, people she meet. And I think she was just trying to help that person out or trying to be a good friend to that person. I don't think it was more than that.
3: I've spoken to the owner of the gym. And I've had a lot of people contact me that were Maria's gym friends. And they've always said that they've seen her happy, that she would train, sometimes she would bring the baby and well, Eric would walk her out with the baby. But they didn't see nothing strange. They saw that he was her trainer and he was probably helping her with the baby. And that was it. I believe that it was a friendship but in his eyes, it was more as a stalking, like a obsession toward her. Within the months before all this happened, I did feel that there was some change in her. She was always busy. I would go and visit her and she would literally stand at the door and she would be like, I'm heading out. If you want to come another day, because right now I'm busy. And she would just not let me in. If we're outside, she would be like looking around and I would always tell her, Hey, what are you looking at? Like, what did you lose? And she's like, Oh, nothing. So I knew that there was something going on with her.
1: Maria's daughter, Destiny, was three years old when her mother disappeared and may be the only witness to Maria's relationship with Arsenault. Destiny provides a chilling clue.
3: Destiny told me, she's like, if you want to find my mommy, you have to go ask Eric. Eric knows where my mommy's at. And I asked her, okay, so where can I find him? Do you know where he lives? And she's like, yeah, I'll take you. So we drove around. And when we were closer to the home, she was like, oh, it's right here. I I see the trees. I see the trees. And yeah, it's a blue and white house so a three-year-old would know this information. It's amazing. And she continues to tell me Maria's there.
0: Initially, the the statement that was provided by Eric Arsenault to missing person detectives is that he was waiting for Maria that day to take him to a job interview at nine o'clock in the morning, and that she never arrived at the house. And of course, through our investigation, we find that that's not true. Not only the cell phone arrived in that location, we also obtained that the cell phone records provide evidence that state that her phone had been there the, almost the entire day. We also obtained that footage close to the area where the complainant's vehicle was located. And when they found that, they saw somebody that matched the description of Eric Arsenault walking away from where the vehicle was parked. We were able to determine that that person who dropped off Maria's car was, in fact, Eric Arsenault.
1: A background check on Eric Arsenault reveals a troubling history of violence. In 2011, he pleaded guilty to aggravated assault after he held a gun to his girlfriend's head and threatened to kill her. For that, he spent five years in prison. Gloria believes Maria may have learned about Arsenault's violent past in the weeks before she disappeared.
3: I found some emails in Maria's inbox stating that she had took a picture of Eric's criminal history and maybe if Eric was behaving in a different attitude or his behavior was different, maybe she decided to look up his background and she probably confronted him and that's why all this problem started.
1: Detective Sullivan obtains a warrant for Eric Arsenault's phone location history and uses that to track his movements on the day that Maria disappeared. Then he compares Arsenault's movements to the location history of Maria's phone.
0: We were able to
1: put together a timeline of Eric R. Snow's
0: day with Maria's phone being with him consistently throughout that day. And at one point, they traveled together to a location which we later found through investigation to be a Home Depot. We looked over the surveillance footage and nowhere in the surveillance or any footage that was obtained could we see Maria Rodriguez show up in any shape or form. She didn't come out of the vehicle that arrived
1: at the location and she was not walking around in the store." When Maria isn't seen on the Home Depot security footage, investigators assume Arsenault was carrying her phone with him during his shopping trip, which alone raises suspicion. But it's the items he purchased that day that Detective Sullivan finds incriminating and disturbing.
0: We did obtain footage of Eric Arsenault walking through the store and also Eric Arsenault purchasing items. We were able to identify the items to be a chainsaw and trash bags. One of the key things that I saw is that, yes, he bought a chainsaw, but it was actually an electric chainsaw. Electric being that you can plug that in inside your residence and it's not gas powered, so it wouldn't cause so much sound. And another thing that is the trash bags, it wasn't trash bags that you would buy for your trash can. It was uh, 42-gallon contractor trash bags, these heavy-duty trash bags. And then after that, both cell phones traveled, still together, traveled in a direction towards Eric Arsenault's house. During transit, Maria's phone turned off and never turned on back again. Based on the items that Eric purchased at Home Depot and the surrounding events around Maria's disappearance, at that point, it was concerning that Maria's body may have been disposed of.
4: Shopping can be a lot of fun, right? But you know what else is fun? Saving money. And Rakuten is the smartest way to save money when you shop. Get cash back at over 3,500 stores across every single category, including fashion, beauty, electronics, home essentials, travel, dining, and so much more. You're already shopping at your favorite stores, so why not be saving while you're doing it? It's a no-brainer. Shop brands like Macy's, Blue Mercury, Petco, Nike, Urban Outfitters, Neiman Marcus, and so much more. Here's how it works. The stores pay Rakuten a commission for sending them shoppers. And Rakuten shares the commission with its members. You get paid via check or PayPal quarterly. Maximize your savings by stacking cash back on top of other deals like store sales and coupons. Rakuten has 17 million members who are already saving. Why not join them? Membership is free and it's easy to sign up. Cashback rates change daily. Start all your shopping at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app and start saving today. Your cash back really adds up with Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Hey, Unsolved Mysteries listeners. I'm here to tell you that there's no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com, then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. There's a lot of pressure around gifting. I usually have a hard time thinking of gift ideas for family members, and sometimes I get super stressed trying to find the perfect thing. But now with Gift Mode on Etsy, I can search hundreds of gifting personas and find so many incredible items. And I actually just found the perfect gift for my fitness fanatic sister. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner or a birthday present for the pickleballer, Gift Mode has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now.
0: We tracked the cell phone going to Home Depot and going back to his residence. The f- cell phone of Eric Arsenault stayed at his residence for hours at his house. After it stayed at his residence, it started to walk up and down railroad tracks. The railroad tracks is a very industrial railroad site. There's many, many tracks in the area and would be a decent place to dispose of human remains.
1: A thorough search of the area around the railroad tracks turns up no leads. Detective Sullivan must go back again to Arsenault's phone data to pinpoint other locations where he spent a significant amount of time in the days following Maria's disappearance.
0: One of the locations that we were able to obtain uh, as a possible site where Maria's body could have been disposed of was the Buffalo Bayou, which is a body of water inside the city of Houston. The missing persons investigators went to search that location with sonar and boats.
1: Another extensive search is conducted, but no clues or human remains are discovered. As investigators continue to analyze the data from Maria's and Eric Arsenault's cell phones, they suspect that it was actually Arsenault, not Maria, who sent the text to Maria's coworkers the day she didn't show up for work.
0: During the investigation, Brenda received multiple text messages from the victim's phone, Maria Rodriguez's phone. It's my belief, that those messages were sent through Maria's phone by Eric Arsenault. The one that I say for sure was sent by Eric versus uh, the others is the last message. At that point, Eric's phone and Maria's phone were together at that point, and there was no sight of Maria whatsoever. And the only thing that was stated in there was that she was being followed.
1: To Maria's friends and family, the evidence against Eric Arsenault is overwhelming, but much of that evidence is circumstantial. And Detective Sullivan knows he needs more to build a solid case. It's very hard to,
0: you know, work a case with a nobody and then actually effect a charge for murder in that case. It takes a lot of hours and it takes a lot of time. And it's unfortunate because, I mean, not having the body for the family is, you know, it's troubling. It's hard for them. And we want to bring them some measure of justice, which is near impossible to do whenever you don't have the body to work with. It was around four months after her disappearance that we were able to get the search warrant for Eric Arsenault's residence. We searched the entire residence. We were searching things that were consistent with a possible dismemberment of a human corpse and also the chainsaw. We we searched for the chainsaw. We also searched for cell phone of the complainants because we know that cell phones were traveling together that day. It only makes sense that Maria's phone stayed with the suspect to the residence but we were unable to locate any cell phone. During the processing of Eric Arsenault's house, we used an agent that is used by crime scene units to uh, put on surfaces to draw out DNA evidence. And the way this material works is that they spray it on the wall and then they turn off the lights and it reflects back in a luminescent color. And we were able to locate a large area in the bedroom of the residence on the wall that it illuminated as DNA evidence that was consistent with spatter and also consistent with cleanup. It's consistent because there were circular patterns where you could see somebody had a rag and did circular motions on the wall with their hand. And when I say consistent with spatter is because there were droplets thrown up on the wall and you could see those spots on the far edges of the cleanup areas. Now, I did also try to speak with Eric Arsenault on the date of conducting the search warrant on his residence. And I was able to contact him via telephone, and he had no desire to, to speak with law enforcement about the investigation.
1: Police say they've gathered enough evidence to charge Arsenault with murder more than a year after Rodriguez was last seen alive.
0: As soon as I got the arrest warrant for Eric Arsenault, I tried to contact eric arsenal using the same number i used to contact him the date of the search warrant and of course he wasn't picking up i mean we try every one of these cases are we we take to heart we conduct the best investigation that we can but once we get the uh, effective arrest warrant you know and we can't find them within you know a good amount of time as far as like investigating it it's handed off to people that that's their main job so the investigation was handed over to our gulf coast task Force which is a team specialized into apprehending fugitives. Anybody that has the ability to do the acts that we believe this man do have done needs to be off the street. This man is a monster and should be locked away.
3: Houston police say they have done everything they can to find the suspect, so now they are asking for the public's help. The victim's sister said Maria was a mother who'd do anything for her five-year-old daughter, and she said if Eric's watching this, this is what she wants him to hear. Think about all the pain he's causing, Destiny. All the, all the nights that this child has been asking for her mother and he changed her life. So that's what that's what I'm asking. I'm asking to if you see this video, please turn yourself in. Please do it for Destiny.
0: At this time, we don't know what caused this murder to happen and what transpired inside the residence or even how this murder occurred. There's a lot of things surrounding the investigation that can lead one to believe a certain conclusion, but we have nothing concrete on why this happened. All we do know is that he's responsible for her disappearance and she's still gone.
1: Two years later, with Eric Arsenault still on the run, friends and family have been denied the justice and closure they've been hoping for, and they desperately miss Maria.
2: Everyone took it very hard her disappearance. She was a good friend. There's times that I'm like, crawfish season is here, you know, or her daughter's birthday, her birthday, my birthday parties, you know, she was always there. And it's just, I miss a good friend. Eric Arsenal murdered a very great person, an innocent person. At this point, I mean, we want him to be found, him to be brought to justice. Someone's seen him, someone's hiding him. He's out there somewhere and someone knows. And I mean, if he was out there, all I say is turn yourself in. So he can give her family answers to be able to get the remains and have somewhere where she could be buried and have, you know, her family a resting place.
1: As she cares for Maria's daughter, Destiny, now six years old, Gloria Jimenez tries to keep the search for her missing sister alive.
3: It's come to the point that... Me and Destiny are the ones that are looking for Maria. I've lost a lot of family members. My father is not the same. My father is hurting, but he doesn't want to show it. And my brother is hurting also. We don't have a family no more. It's hard. It's hard when I have to tell a six-year-old that I don't know where mommy's at. It's hard that sometimes she just wants to get up and leave and go look for her mommy herself. You wake up thinking maybe today's the day that you'll find out something. And then you go to sleep thinking that you didn't get no information. Maybe tomorrow will be a better day. Maybe tomorrow I'll get the call that Eric's captured. And that's my life. I'm never going to give up. Even if I have days that I just can't, I can't do it anymore. I'm never going to give up until I find Maria. And until I get justice for what happened. He destroyed a family. And he destroyed a little girl's heart.
1: Eric Arsenault has been a fugitive from the law since 2019, when the warrant for his arrest was issued. He is a black male, 48 years old, 5 foot 8 inches, and weighs approximately 160 pounds with short black hair and brown eyes. To see a photo of Eric Arsenault, go to unsolved.com. If you have any information about the location of Eric Arsenault, please call Crime Stoppers of Houston at 713-222-TIPS-8477 or submit a tip online at crimestoppers.org or unsolved.com. Next on Unsolved Mysteries.
4: Growing up, my persona was that I had to find out things. I just had to know the truth about things. And I simply wasn't going to accept that my sister had committed suicide. And I certainly wasn't going to accept based on the evidence that was presented to me.
1: Unsolved Mysteries is a production of Cosgrove Muir Productions and Cadence 13. It is executive produced by Terry Dunmuir and Chris Corcoran. Produced by Lloyd Lockridge, Christine Lenick, Courtney Ennis, and Paige Heimson. The story producer for this episode was Molly Ryan, and it was edited by Ryan Dan. From Cadence 13, Editing, Mixing, and Mastering by Chris Basil, Andy Jaskowitz, and Bill Schultz. Production support by Sean Cherry and Ian Mont. Artwork and design is by Kirk Courtney. Publicity by Josephina Francis and Hilary Schuff. The original theme music was composed by Gary Malkin and Michael Boyd. Thanks for listening to episode 15 of Unsolved Mysteries. Eric Arsenault has been arrested and charged with the murder and dismemberment of Maria Jimenez Rodriguez. Members of the U.S. Marshals Gulf Coast Violent Offenders Task Force made the arrest in a Walmart parking lot in Southeast Houston on September 14, 2023. While police have not yet revealed what finally led them to Arseno, Maria's family is just thankful he's behind bars. Maria's body has still not been located, but investigators believe that the case against Arsenault will be strong enough for a conviction.